on the on the roof getting high, high, high. Blow my smoke in the sky, still ignoring advice. On the roof getting high, so cold. Live it up till I'm dead. Ignorance in my head. Fuck whoever you are. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from Ogden and Grant. It's Dave McAvoy, your favorite of the three hosts of Three Guys from the South Side. Currently driving eastbound. Hopefully we don't lose you too much. You don't hear my blinker. Everything is wonderful right now. America's back. We beat COVID. Sports are front of mind for everybody, though. None of those things matter. I've got with me, as always, Michael Merrick from Dallas. How are we doing, buddy? We're really going to have to look at your contract and give you the, give you the intro rights there. We're, we might have to rethink that after, after that intro. But, uh, dude, everything's good. I'm fucking jacked up. You guys are coming down to visit this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. I know we'll talk about that and a whole lot of other great stuff coming up, but I'm I'm fired up. Hey, now, thank you for bringing that up because I've been trying to renegotiate my, basically my production rights and my creativity rights since day one on this podcast. I know that I'm not in charge of those things quite yet. I'm just kind of a third wheel at your guys' podcast. That's great. I'm not in charge of social media or anything. Who is in charge of social media? We've got coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. Our second favorite city in Chicago, in, uh, in Illinois. How dare me? Chicago is a favorite. Blaze, how are we doing? Good. Speaking of social media, we just got an Instagram created today that we will be updating this weekend. It's at the Southside Guys. So um, follow us on that, and you'll be seeing some premium content, especially with some good footy coming up this Saturday. But um, I'm doing good on the cross intersection of University and Prairie, as always, and excited for this episode number 25 and uh this weekend as mikey said too but um i think we're ready to go with us three so um let's talk about that pga championship um obviously a thousand dollars down the drain for me it was well worth it until friday afternoon i was hoping it'd last until sunday morning and i could get my heart broken but um that's okay i still had a busy weekend so it worked out but um Phil Mickelson, 251 odds to start out. An interesting fact, he started out plus two on the first three holes, and DraftKings had him down all the way to 420 and came back and won. So, Merrick and Dave, what is your recap of the 50-year-old lefty uh, winning one for the old guys? I just love the fact that every time he hit a good shot, it was always always the double thumbs up, especially on Sunday. I I thought that was fantastic. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to pour a bunch of salt in the wound, but my God, I know why you like John Rahm. He is a mental head case out there. He, first off, the, the whole reason he wasn't in it is because he couldn't make a putt. Like I, I, I looked at his average putts. It was well North of, I think like 1.8 per hole. Like you're not going to win a, you're not going to win a major putting like that. And, and two, every time he missed a putt, it seemed like on Thursday, Friday, he just completely like sank and just yeah. lost well lost all confidence like no it's we, actually i don't think you can do that in golf no it's i'm gonna go on a two to three minute rant here um so bear wait, with bear with us you sound a lot better this week though blaze did you change your headset i do i have a new headset well also i had to say all my only thing i had to say about this is john rom stinks somebody, somebody had to say it, to say it. <laughs> Somebody has to say it. Okay, so it's interesting you mentioned that putter. So he switched to Callaway, putter and someone spe- somebody specifically asked about that putter, and he said he's going to talk to Callaway about getting it modified. So he definitely knows there's something going on with that putter. But um, I think after Thursday, the wind was howling on that back nine, and he went through even on that 17th and 18th too. And I, 
And even when he was live betting, he was still 14 to one odds entering Friday. And the thing was, this was a perfect draw for him. Friday was the better draw. He was starting out on the back nine and the wind was absolutely howling Friday evening for those guys who started early Thursday. So everything was panning out for him and he's minus two going on the 17th hole. And I don't know why he's trying to birdie that hole when he can just go minus two. He gets in the water, double bogeys, and then bogeys on 18 and shoots two over on the front nine and completely lost it. And like going into that hole, he was the favorite if live betting at seven to one, but it just did not work out. I think what you see too is Sunday. He was a major beneficiary of the wind not being as bad in the morning and just absolutely brutal. He clearly has the tools. Vegas sees it too. A lot of analytics guys on golf love John Rahm too. And what's even fascinating too is at the U.S. Open, he's the favorite right now at eleven to one. And I, I don't think I can put four figures on it again. I'll, I'll put a hefty size investment. But there's one of these days he's going to put it all together. But I think it's extremely frustrating with the pure fact that I think everything was lined up for him on Thursday and Friday to be able to make a move. A low scoring card. Phil Mickelson shot six under. The next closest was four under. It's, it's a huge missed opportunity for him, and I'm not taking it personally. I'll still be a big John Rahm fan, but I'm interested in what you guys think about how the course played and everything. But I thought the more difficult this course was, the windier it was, it was better for Rahm. And Friday, that wasn't the case, and he was left in the dust. It was unfortunate. You, you talked about the wind. The wind was absolutely crazy, and, and I may be a little bit off on, on, on what exact holes this was, but I remember seeing the stat on Sunday – was it holes five through 18 on Thursday through Saturday where like golfers were combined plus like 1,079 strokes above par, like something crazy, crazy like that from a, from a scoring standpoint that just said, wow, this course plays really difficult. And my God, it, when we're there in a couple of weeks, I better, I better bring two, maybe three dozen golf balls for that, that, that 18 holes. Oh, that course looks really tough. The course rewards those who don't have a good driver, so I should be fine. Yeah, sure, Mike. So the thing that I have to take away. What are you talking? Wait, 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 stop. What are you All right, no, about? don't even argue about this. You guys are going to be at this course in you two weeks, and then we can said, hear. You literally said last week that, oh, well, the, the announcer said that you don't need to really, it doesn't really reward people with good drivers. It doesn't fucking matter. You're going to shoot 172 there, but. The key takeaway should be that everyone expected Phil to collapse at some point, myself included. Shameless self-plug. I needed Brooks and Louie to come 1-2. I would have won a good chunk of change. Didn't happen. I wanted Phil to break down, and it just didn't happen. You knew – I felt like you knew it was over, or at least he had a chance, when he chipped in out of the sand. That was the first time. And then he went up four strokes. I think it was on the 11th or the 12th hole. He birdied and uh, Brooks bogeyed to make it. He was eight under, and then Brooks and Louie were both four under. You knew it was kind of over then, and he just had something special going. Yeah, no. When Louie hit that um, ball in the water on 13, Phil did the same thing too. That's when kind of the writing was on the wall. But no, Dave, it's interesting you mentioned that. Saturday, he has the lead, and he's a 12 to one favorite still to win it all. And to put that in perspective, Corey Connors was in first place on Thursday and his odds were seven to one. So Phil got absolutely no respect from any of the books in Vegas. And hell, even after that first hole, when he bogeyed and Brooks birdie to switch spots and go down a stroke, Phil was then six to one odds, but man, he played absolutely amazing. I doubt this can be repeated again. I'm happy for him. I think it's good for golf. Like he's a good, the guy has a bigger gambling problem than all of us. I'd love to know how much he's lost on the course. It's pretty well known. But um, he's a great he's a great guy. He knows it. He's like a politician out there. 
he knows what he's doing. People love it. And he's been golfing since all these guys were little kids and now they're well off and they golf. It's, it just adds up and good for him. He deserved it. He was the best player this weekend. He's a cool dude and he plays both sides of the fence, right? He's like looked at as this like wholesome type of dude, even though he's on all these gambling podcasts and he gambles all the time and God knows what he was doing with his wife and all that shit that came out. But still he just gets the benefit of the doubt all the time. And it was a, it was a cool weekend regardless. Hey, so I think it's by far still the funniest part of the weekend has to be this whole Brooks Kapka Bryson DeChambeau interview that's just taking Twitter and the rest of I think the internet or or, or the golf loving world by storm. Dave, I, I know you've got a couple thoughts on this, but I, I think it's absolutely fucking hilarious. I my thought is I think I'm becoming a Bryson guy instead of a Brooks guy. <laughs> I think Brooks is getting overhyped because he's on part of my take, but don't let it get lost on you that Brooks is a fucking douche nozzle too. He loves oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're one and two. They're Brooks one and two. loves him some Brooks. And yeah. I'm super cynical. I'm not sure that this isn't a setup for them to do some type of thing down the line. It could be. It could very well be. I mean, especially, especially <laughs> like, I mean, just during that interview, his reaction alone, then – Obviously, you get all the tweets back and forth. Him and Aaron Rodgers today, like even even getting into it, like and Phil Phil as well, kind of kind of stepping in. But uh, I mean, nonetheless, I, hilarious. And what it all spurred from, like the fact that Bryson wears his metal cleats. Yeah, conspiracy, Dave over here. Jesus, that sounds like something I'd say. Golf but, is more fun with rivalries like this, though. Like you gotta have it is. It truly is. is. So, like, the Brysons and the, the Patrick Reeds of the world, you need to have those guys. <laughs> Thank you for calling him that. Thank yeah, the thing is, that. he is God. Patrick Reed, that piece of shit. We can't call him the other things because, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Wait, heavy, wait, heavy breathing, so, so heavy those breathing three continues. at the Open. Where are those we going to get a hot dog around here? Where's the nice Reed? Hey, Patrick Stop Reed it. was able to walk all of um, Kiowa. We don't but, know, um, I mean, that's not funny, Blaze. We're worried about this. Seven hot dogs. But, no, yeah, I, I don't know what to think. I think Brooks... I think you nailed it on the head. Both those guys love themselves, each other, and they are so full of themselves. Like you talk about Bryson DeChambeau doing this ridiculous workout and posting it on Instagram, like the day after the PGA Tours Open. I think this is going to be absolutely hilarious come the U.S. Open because I guarantee they pair them together. Or it's going to be super close. Or they say there's to, right? say there's ten guys. Say there's ten guys going into Saturday that are minus one. They're going to purposely pair those two together, and I don't blame them at all. But I'm going to tell you what, right now, when the Ryder Cup and they're playing in Kohler, Wisconsin, right now, those two are playing on the same team. I'm going to hammer, max bet whatever amount of money I'm up and just bet the European side because those two, it's going to implode and it's just not going to end well. And Steve Stricker is not going to be able to handle this. Well, because we see how well your last hammer bet on golf went. So we should just ride you on the. Hey, people forget before this podcast, I went huge on Europe and Paris in 2018 and I came away with a pretty penny. I know, but you forgot about the fact that America's back. How are they doing with vaccinations over there? It doesn't matter. They all still play over here. But we made it, though. We made it. America's back. Don't sleep on us. We're we did. We're going to too. Dallas. I'm not complaining. I'm vaccinated, too. Two-thirds of us are vaccinated. We'll leave the other. We, we won't name names who's not vaccinated yet, though. Mike, but, you um, vaccination shot yet? No, not yet. You fucking idiot. Go get one. You're all part right. of the pro- Uncle Mikey, you're part of the oh, problem. I'm not, oh, oh, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. You've right. always been the problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Let's go. All right. This is a good segue. We talked about Europe. Let's talk about Monaco. Leclerc, my boy, Team Scuderi Ferrari, came in the pole, but he crashed his car and couldn't do it. But Carlos Sainz came in a good second. 
do we think Team Ferrari's back, or is this just because the course is so complicated and you can't really get in those straightaways and speed away with those fast cars? Do you do you understand what happened in the with Charles Leclerc though? Yeah, his gearbox got screwed up in a crash. So, no, so I got this from my guy, who's actually an F one guy. He knows what's he knows his shit. Inside sources. The real issue was they basically had a choice. So they knew it was fucked up, and they could either change the gearbox and take a five-position penalty and start in fifth place, or they could risk it because it looked okay, not change it, and risk it hoping that it's fine and they they race and you're, you're racing at Monaco where nobody passes and you go in the pole position. They risked it, didn't change it, and it turned out that it was all fucked up, so he had to retire and he ended up worst-case scenario. So that's why it happened. It was a, It was a smart risk by Team Ferrari. It just didn't work out. Gotcha. So yeah, now that we're we're super F one guys because we've watched all three seasons of Drive to Survive. <laughs> no, yeah, any takes on Verstappen winning? Uh, good say, good for Red Bull. No, I'm just pissed that I'm a, I'm one race late with Lando podium. Oh yeah, that's a tough one. That's all I have, and then we got six uh, six next weekend is uh, Azerbaijan. That'll be a fun race. Yeah, is that's it? actually a, that's the crazy course. Exactly. Is- yeah. I know all this now. Like, that's, we're becoming that's, experts. That's the Eastern Europe of Monaco. <laughs> what? That's like the Eastern European version of Monaco. It's on their city streets. Oh, is it? Yeah. No passing there? It's hard, man. Like, the course is screwed up. Like, there's such a tight turn that they have a straightaway to go into it in case people can't make it so they can reverse back out. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Let's let's skip this because we got we to gotta save our, our, our bread and butter for last. Since we're in Europe, anyways, let's go to uh, English soccer. Yeah, hey, and and by the way, I, I I threw that on the on the card for for conversation today. I personally, I'll be very honest, I have no idea what's going on. So if you guys can, I, I know I, I know what's going Wait on. Wait a minute, from, you didn't. Know I know what's, hold on, hold on. Wait, I know what's know going, going on. on? Wait, Mr. Mike Small himself didn't know what was going on. Are you kidding me? What I do. I know what's going on from a Champions League standpoint. Mike you guys Small want to talk know? about? You guys want to talk about Brentford and Swansea? Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. So English promotion. So this team, so there's two tiers. So visualize like this. This is the English Championship League. They're basically AAA, but these teams move up and down, so they're trying to get promoted into the major leagues. So what comes with getting promoted? You get part of a gigantic $5 billion TV contract. So that's $250 million. This is basically a $250 million soccer game you are playing to get promoted. And then you use this $250 million to invest in your team, whether it's training, facility, younger players, transfer fees, because these players you played with before are not good enough to make in the Premier League. So there's a lot of cost-benefit analysis with this. Do you want to spend all this money or do you think you're going to get relegated again? So it's a huge and exciting time. And what's exciting about this is this Brentford team is a very small club. They've just built a brand new stadium, but their stadium before had four different stands that weren't even connected and only had 12,500 people that could be at max capacity. So could you imagine like an NFL team in the United States and we'll say like Decatur, Illinois, where the Bears used to be, had a stadium of like 10,000 people to get promoted to play in the NFL. So this is like kind of like what that is. And it's a winner come all. Me and Dave were on Brentford last year, and Fulham basically cheated their way into that. It was a brutal one nothing loss. 
and they're going into again this final game to get promoted again. They're cl- they're the favorites right now. They're minus point. F- uh, they're favored by 0.5 goals, so they're expected to win by one. Me and Dave already have a bet on them. They play at 9 a.m. on ESPN Saturday morning. I'll be watching that game, maybe having a Guinness or a Heineken. And they play Swansea. Just up, happy you to be pick there me up from the airport first, and we're gonna watch the second half. True. Yeah. Well, what, we're, we're betting Brentford regulation, though. That's the bet. We've been all over Brentford forever. I literally, I think we, it might just be a max ticket just to open the weekend and see how it goes. We're, and let's, for the record, you like you are not picking Dave up from the airport. I'm picking Dave up. You're not you're taking my car. Passenger okay, door works. It does, yes, passenger door works. It's fixed. If I'm also, not too hungover, I'll come with. Jesus. But, no, it's also cool. Soccer fans are back in um, England, too. Not as big as capacity. Wembley Stadium sits about 80,000 people. Interesting fact, Dave McAvoy and Mike Merrick were both there to watch the Chicago Bears lose to the Oakland Raiders a couple years ago. So they have been to that stadium. But um, I think there will be about 10,000 fans there from each side. So, oh, sorry, London. Got the wrong stadium. My bad. London. Uh, but, also, no, that's the – other, The other one, though, Blaze, do you – So we love Brentford, obviously, that – do you have any take on the Champions League final? Uh, Manchester City versus Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, so I don't really have a take on this. I, I think what I would do is bet under the first half of one goal. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. Both these teams, since Chelsea turned over with Frank Lampard, they got the old PSG coach. He's a German guy. He plays much more conservative and a little more packed line with his defense. and they, They're a lot more smarter and pick their spots better. I would go under the first half. I have no opinion on this game. I wouldn't. I prefer not to see Man City win. I, I really, actually, don't like either of these teams. But we're going to Happiest Hour in Dallas, Texas on Saturday. It's a good soccer bar, and that place will be buzzing. So I'll probably have a couple sippers in and uh, put a bet on there live or something when we arrive, just to get in, just to get into it. What, what are the odds on Chelsea and, and Man City? Um, I don't. I can't tell you right now, but I'd say Man City's probably about minus one fifty, and Chelsea's probably about plus two fifty to three hundred. But this is just a win in regulation. So if it goes to a tie within ninety minutes, and you bet, and you didn't bet the spread, you lose the game. But Chelsea's probably plus two fifty to three hundred right now to win in regulation. I got it. It's uh, Chelsea plus one sixty five in regulation. Man City dash two ten with the draw wow. or uh, Oh no, wow. that's just to win overall. That's just to win the thing. Uh, oh, okay. the, three, the three-way bet is uh, Man City dash 110, draw 240, and then uh, Chelsea 335, plus 335. Wow, you almost want to throw money on Chelsea right there. I That's know. kind I, of I a good like deal. The, I kind of like those odds. It's I mean, a neutral it, field, too. They're playing in Portugal. It's a, it's gonna, you, you said it alone, but it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. I, I mean – yeah, we'll see how Brentford. We'll see, like we'll see is, how Brentford does. Is it Joe Rustin here, or do we just love Chelsea? We love Chelsea. <laughs> also, Blaze, I just took a peek. My uh, no runs bet, uh, Diamondbacks uh, Giants, big loser. Well, good thing I didn't do it, and we don't do live updates on the pod. But way to follow the rules. Oh no! Why you don't do it on here? So we'll 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 segue this into our baseball update. Just really quick, because we're going to end with the big winner. Um, White Sox. White Sox. This is strictly for George Malaris to laugh about how the White Sox are doing. How we feel? Um, They're playing great. Obviously, once New York was kind of a buzzkill. My take on that, those guys, 85% of that team is vaccinated. And those are all younger guys. And you know why they got vaccinated? They're all single and they want to party. So you know what they did? When Tony LaRusso went to bed at 7 p.m. every night, they snuck out of their hotel and freaking partied. I don't blame them. It was three games. They won two um, against the Cardinals. They lost today. Rondon is a stud. Giolito's getting it back. Um, Kopech 
looked like he got hurt today, but I heard he's only day to day. So that's okay. So he's on a pitching limit anyway. So I'm not worried. So he's ready for the playoffs. I have no problem with the way the white Sox are playing. Um, it just does suck though watching baseball that the Padres are like 13 games over and they could have Fernando Tatis too, and this team would basically be unstoppable. Like It'd be different. I know, that's, but that's revisionist history though. That's so long. It ago. is revisionist history, and, but being a freaking Jets fan, that's what you think of. We still have problems though with Tony Larusa. The White Sox bunted the ball four fucking times today. Sacrifice bunts. That means we gave away four outs for free to their team. Your mean Mercedes himself was 0 for 4 with runners on base. He left on, I think it was, was it 7 guys on base? It was something like that. It's hey, horrendous. everyone has they a bad game. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, and they left on 11 guys through the 7th inning. Terrible. I was at the game last night, though. Ton of fun. The only complaint that I have to lodge for myself, uh, Ann Mullen and Stu Sullivan, they didn't have a Lotes there. A little bit behind what? the times. They're not, they're not quite ready yet. They were out of corn. They're not quite ready yet. Ton of fun at the game. You don't have to wear a mask if you're outside, which is basically everywhere in the entire stadium. Yeah. Awesome, awesome vibes everywhere, but we're not quite there, but we're getting there. What's did capacity you, you, there now? 50%? Yeah, I had a hot dog. Uh, capacity, I think, is 60%, so you get up to 24,000. I bet you there was like 15,000 there last night. Great nice. atmosphere, though. And the, nice. the the Cardinals just punted the ball around all over the place. Kids I know, man. They played bad the first two games, and they kind of got it together uh, today. Oh, so the other thing I want to bring up with my zero runs bet in the first inning, keep an eye on it. Don't blindly bet it anymore because I think the weather is turning, and I wouldn't be surprised if they started doing shit to the ball because it's a big-time thing in like sport and the baseball media right now. Everyone's talking about the pitchers putting stuff on the ball, and it's only going to get worse now today because Joe West made Giovanni uh, Gallegos throw out his hat before he started pitching and get a new hat before he started pitching today against the White Sox. I think it was Gallegos, someone on the card. It was like, Gallegos. But yeah. the, the, so there's actually, um, if you go on Twitter and you look up the St. Louis Car- Baseball Cardinals coach, guy looks like a straight hick, but he had a really good response to that for like 10 minutes. I'd recommend listening to it. He basically said Gallegos Watch has it. had this. Watch it. Ga- yeah, Gallegos has had the same hat all year. He put suntan lotion on. They use that bag. Stuff accumulates. Joe West had no idea what this is, and baseball has way bigger things to regulate than what's going on. So somebody's had. So Joe West is just being Joe West. He's right though. It was Joe West. Uh, he set the record for umpiring umpiring games last last yeah. night too. And they brought in the San Diego chicken, and apparently it was at Joe West's request. Very weird night all around. Ton of fun. Hat Did they boo Joe and- West when they gave him that shout out? No, the, oh yeah, it was like half and half, but a lot of his family was there. Uh, <laughs> hat tip, hat tip to the Mullins per usual and Sully. He had a great time at the game last night. Super weird all around though, like strange times with Joe West requesting stuff. It was very strange. Okay, no, that's a good white. So- that's a good White Sox update, Merrick. Do you want to add some before we go to NHL? Well, what what was the number of games? Like fifty three seventy or something like that, that. That Joe West had. Yeah, it was a lot of games. You pass some guy that hasn't been alive in sixty years. Doesn't Damn, that's when you can probably umpire games with dementia. No one would care. <laughs> um, okay, let's do NHL. Um, Mr. Calling is an umpire. Yeah. Was it Gary an umpire? Yeah, he got asked, he got asked to go to Cape Cod and he didn't go. That speaks for itself. You talk about people with dementia. Jesus. Oh come on. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to NHL. Um, let's talk about the teams who advanced and what we like so far, and also Toronto, too, for uh, Mikey. But Islanders just advanced. Colorado advanced easily. Um, Tampa is on the verge as well. Um, 
They're up two Winnipeg, right surprisingly. Um, but yeah, what do we think so far of the playoffs? And is there some team you want to focus on that we'd like to bet or just take another run at? Mike, you still your futures are still alive. We'll start with you. Yeah, uh, Leafs, uh, Leafs look like they're going to close it. Uh, I'm going to come back to them in a minute. Uh, Bruins obviously advanced, winning four straight, closing out the Caps in five, which is fantastic. Hurricanes uh, – Bailed me out in overtime last night. Had money line on them, which was uh, that about, series though. You got to pay two to win that one. one. You got to pay two to win one in that game, Mikey. You were sweating. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, Papa Mike. I was. I was sweating pretty hard watching that, especially that second period. That that no goal call uh, should have been a goal. I mean, they called goal interference, which I think was trash. But the fans, Taylor Lewin at the at the Preds game. I don't know if you guys saw that. Him just gassing beers. That series is the most fun series. Both both home teams, uh, you know, Barnes. Know, Barnes, just look awesome. Like like fans are going nuts. I mean, they've had two double overtime games. Did you, in Nashville. Did you hear though the reaction of the crowd tonight? The 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 the, the Islanders crowd. They're not full capacity. Oh my god, was dude! Nuts. There's it, only nine thousand fans there. There's only nine thousand fans there. Dude, they have to be pumping in music. Dude, tonight they when they got the back to back goals tonight, it was awesome. But the they scored night, three goals, Dave, in three minutes. Dude, they uh, the crowd there is ridiculous. How good it is! I know. Night, I think it was um they got a they got a power play goal like to, to put them up. I think it was Eberly caught it in the slot, and the crowd it sounded like it was a sold out bar, and it was awesome. No, I think what it is that stadium's so old they're f- like sardines in there, so the the sound just bounces off the walls like crazy, and it sounds like it's insane. Like these newer stadiums, they're wider, and the acoustics aren't as um home crowd friendly. So I think that's what it would be, but it's going to be a shame when they tear down that uh, Coliseum and they build a new one. But man, that place is rocking right now. All right. Yeah. So it had to be like the old Chicago stadium back in the day. That was, that was oh, absolutely yeah. nuts. Absolutely nuts tonight. And good for them for advancing. They're going to have a, uh, that's good. That Bruins Islander series is going to be really good. Um, boys, you mentioned the fact that Winnipeg ended up sweeping Edmonton. I, I kind of I think I put a little bit of a curse on, on those guys saying how much I liked them coming out of that division. But, um, look, the fact that they had no depth, really no goaltending at all. I mean, McDavid, McDavid, Dry- McDavid Dreisaitl, and Nurse, and no one else can do shit. No, remember? No, I was, Merrick, I was giving you crap last week. You said what would be a good bet is to bet McDavid gets a point every game in the uh, playoffs. Missed in the first game. <laughs> yeah, and they got shut he out did. the first game. He missed in the first game. He, him and Dreisaitl combined for three goals in four games. Like, when, when you're not getting scoring from your top six and, and absolutely no production, I mean, they're, they're third leading. Um, I mean, I think there is a couple other players with one goal, that being Zach Cassian as well, a fourth-line grinder. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, so what do you, you – You're not going to win. You're not going to win with that. With that lineup, yeah. What do you think of Gretzky leaving? Is that he sees writing on the wall with McDavid, or he just wants to, or he they need, or NHL says, hey, we need someone like you for this new TV contract. Yeah, Come on I, down to TNT. I I, th- I I think it's more the latter. Like if you look at McDavid, MJ struggled a lot in the playoffs, and no one like the first five years he was in the league, he struggled. So I I take this with a grain of salt with McDavid. This is a learning experience, but I think what the NHL said, Hey, we need Wayne Gretzky. We need the face for this new TV contract to help spread the game. Um, is that what you think? Though? So then too, Mike? No, I, I totally agree. I, I think, I think him going to TNT, uh, in the Turner family was, was likely the, the large part. I don't think them getting swept has anything to do with it by, by any means. So yeah. 
I think it's just a great opportunity for him, and it's a great opportunity for him to help expand the game. Is I think they go into kind of a, a different a different phase and kind of how they they approach the uh, you know the American market, which you know it doesn't have a ton of, of kind of I guess the the share of the wall when it comes to you know fans watching hockey. So um, hey, one last thing I do want to touch on that I thought was kind of funny um, on social media. You saw Philip Grubauer; he was the Avs goalie. Um, mind you, the Avs swept the Blues in four games. Um, Grubauer went up, I think, less than a goal per game. He, he averaged uh, giving up, or I think just over one, actually, maybe. Uh, but Bennington, Bennington tried to fight him, like, once, if not twice during the series. I thought that was an absolute joke, uh, considering Bennington averaged giving up uh, a little over five goals per game in those four games. Um, and then Grubauer took it to social media and just posted the picture of Bennington, like, coming at him, like, shaking his 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 gear off. Like, come on, man. Like that was such a, it, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think, I think that guy's a total hard I, I I think that type of mentality needs to leave from a goalie standpoint. It, that belongs on the third and fourth line, but I, I just, I couldn't believe he did that, especially after, after the way he performed in that series. I got, I got two other storylines for you. And one question before we jump into our weekend plans, um, storylines, number one, by far as the fans, we've talked about that enough, but two things I don't know if we even talked about yet. One, Jonathan Tavares almost died. Oh my God, died. And, and, and uh, hey, how about that trainer who didn't stay like, you know, the, the trainer just let him like fall back. You're a fucking idiot. What so, are you doing? What are you doing? No, we touched on that. The other thing we didn't talk about was uh, Spencer Knight from BC stood on his head against the. Uh, lightning last night. He went in. He went in his. He went in his first shot. Laughed like you could see him actively laughing about it when when he when he was grabbing a, a little Gatorade after there, and and that goes to what stop like thirty one or thirty two shots after that. Tonight he's given up two goals on what nineteen shots. So uh, bright future. Swim by two. So the other, the other thing, really quick, Merrick, I've, I'm going to give you my top four teams left in order, power rankings. Give me yours, and, or Blaze, give us yours. Here we go. Ready? Best teams in it right now. Who do I like the most? Avs one, Vegas two, Tampa three, Carolina four. Wow. Um, I'll go next. Um, take this with a grain of salt. I really don't know that much about hockey. I think it's clearly the Avs team to lose. Um Second, I'm going to go uh, Toronto, third Islanders, and then fourth Bruins. I think the East is a lot tougher um, than the West, even though Vegas Knights are really good. But I think Minnesota kind of figured out a way to expose them. And I know we're not going back, but, man, they had that team on the ropes in game three. Could it be up 3 nothing? They called the goal back in completely different series. Vegas figured it out in the second period. Good for them. But I think Colorado will take care of Vegas easily. Yeah, I'm I'm with I, I'm with both of you. They, uh, Colorado's got to be number one, no doubt. It's it's theirs to lose. They're way too talented, and, and they actually have some healthy goaltending so far this year. Number two for me, I think has to be Toronto, and I, I say that really because Matthews and Marner haven't really done much in the first four games. I mean, you've got Willie Nylander who's really kind of kept that that team together, which. Fun stand on this guy. He's got four goals in, in, in the series already. He had five goals in his first 25 career playoff games. The guy's playing red hot right now, and, and you need that from uh, from a guy like him putting in the second line. So um, 
I, I, I like them second, and then I'm going I'm going the next two. I'm going Carolina, and I'm I'm going I'm going Boston, and and I, I say I say Boston because they t- I think they, they rebounded really well from uh, that game one loss against the Capitals, and look the, the Hurricanes. Yeah, they gave up you know two losses, but two double overtime losses, which again you know they had their fair chances to win both of those games, and, and they're super they're super talented and have a ton of depth. That's why I like that. We'll have to talk this weekend if once the next round series gets settled, I will bet any of you guys against any one of my four teams that I picked. I love I we'll love see. the Leafs clinching at home, game five. And I say that too a little You're bit. Probably of the, like uh, minus two fifty. Montreal a li- sucks. A little bit of the emotional factor here too. They're minus two fifty. They're minus two fifty. Merrick, you gotta pay two and a half to win one. You were Fine. sweating paying two to win one last night. Fine. Fine, I'll, I'll gladly pay the two and a half to one. Mikey Lock it in. Lock it in. Love hey, he, he, bet, he bet a minus 110 today, and that under is looking pretty uh, good right now. Healthy, pacing, laughing. Um, yeah, no, I think one thing with Boston is I think they were the clear favorite last year, then COVID happened, and they kind of never recovered out of the bubble, so they're definitely playing with a chip on their shoulder. But I think Islanders Bruins is best uh, series next round. No, um, Kane's unless Tampa. It's- and Tampa. They're both better. Kane's- yeah. No, well, Dave, you're wrong. It's going to be Minnesota, Colorado. So it's not even close. Though I, my top four teams are all playing each other. As Vegas and Tampa versus Carolina, those are the best two series. Thanks, thanks for jinx, thanks for jinxing Vegas tonight. Appreciate it. It's not even close. All right. Um. Okay. Let's talk about uh Dallas. I fly in on Friday. Merrick Dave flies in on Saturday. But I what we just found out because we're not NBA podcast is Merrick lives about a block away from the American Airlines Center. A block, yeah, like one cement block. Yeah, Maybe. literally one cement that, block. That's just about it. Mavs are at home this weekend. Yes. Up 2-0, two, up minus 290 to win the series. Boys, I'll take those odds, too, all day long. Mikey yeah. Public picks, hammer it. And they also have a pretty cool setup around the stadium. It's It'd be cool if the United Center was able to do something like this. It's slowly getting there, but um, we'll be there Friday night. Hopefully don't have a... Uh, too many beers on uh, vodka Red Bulls because uh, we got to pick up Dave early at 9 a.m. and then watch the Brentford game and then a couple footies at happiest hour. But, um, nope, I'm excited. haven't been there since uh, December, and it was a chilly one and pretty crappy weather, so it's the complete opposite this time. Yeah, I've got the the weather forecast. Early rain dissipates on Saturday. Sunday is gorgeous. Calls for El Chapo's pool time, Katie Trail Ice House, and the speed governor is being taken off full. We'll send there. Masks are optional, vaccinated, or nor vaccinated. Tarps optional. Can't wait to see it. Uh, Big red triangles, big red hearts. Can't wait. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, fastball. Only fastballs. Four seamers and two seamers. Fastballs only. It's little weekend. Uh, Cares, baby. Give him the heater, Rick. Give him the the heater, heater, Rick. (laughs) I'm loosening up. I've been loosening up all weekend. Just fastballs only. Like, Dave, you want to throw the slider? I'm like, nah. Shake them off. No, don't Give hang the two? it. No, heaters no. only. No, and hey, you're waving them off all day long on that three-two pitch. You're waving them off. You're going. You're going fastball. Four seamer, inside corner. That's where you're painting it. Four seamers, two seamers, cutters. Just, that's all I'm throwing. I don't got anything else in the deck next weekend. Nothing but nothing but fastballs, Ricky. Nothing but fastballs. I blew um, my chance this weekend. I should have uh, made my name Davy Fastballs, but I didn't have the time because I was in the car. You in the car. In the car, babe. Uh, 
Um, well, boys, look, I'm so excited for you guys to get here. I know we're going to have a great weekend. Uh, for you listeners out there, uh, we are going to – we are going to possibly do a, a little bit of a recording for next week's show uh, this weekend live from the Katy Trail. So for those of you uh, D- uh, Dallas listeners, we're going to be at the Katy Trail Ice House on Saturday. Um, look Hang for on. us. We're, we're going to be recording a live segment with our buddy Juice to preview, especially the Indy 500, but but also talk uh, a little NHL playoff update mid-weekend. Whenever we get to uh, the Skellig, too, we're going to tweet out where, that we're there. And anyone that comes up to us and says promo, so, promo code fastballs gets a free El Chapo shot. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Hey, I'll remember that promo code. You guys can not count. You guys, I mean, people that are in the podcast. So only there's only like three people. And you can't just go up to random broads and be like, go tell Dave fastballs. <laughs> okay, is that the only way that they're going to come over and talk to us or what? I mean, um, whatever – Guys, they don't, whatever. They, they don't ask how. Wait, who's many? Hey, Dave, they don't ask how. That's what I just said. They don't ask how. They just ask how many. So if you go up to some hot chick and be like, Dave, just go tell him promo code fastballs. I'd be like, I'd be like I knew that rumors got down here to Dallas, too, because all of America knows. Now all the world's going to know Davey's got his fastball back. Hey, so uh, to reiterate what Boy said earlier, we, we do have a, a new Instagram page for you listeners at the Southside Guys uh created today uh so check out uh for for that promo code uh fastballs on saturday and sunday you can see see you can see your three favorite podcasters shirtless this weekend on the instagram page yeah i mean hey something we can't say yeah you'll see all five of our tattoos combined (laughs) oh oh, six sorry american mike uncle mikey's got one is dave gonna get one this weekend it says 12 11 Absolutely not, Becky. Come on, Becky. Absolutely not. Uh, well, again, uh, listeners, check out our Instagram. Check out our, our Twitter handle, at the Southside Guys. Um, again, we'll be doing uh, a few live segments, having a little bit of fun this weekend. Um, again, my big pick, and, and continue to look out on our Twitter handle for our picks that we send out. Um, we had a couple uh, over the weekend uh, that did – all of us a little bit, uh, a little bit of good. We got one tonight that's about to cash. Um, so again, be on the lookout for that over the weekend, boys. I'm excited to see you. I can't say it enough. What It'll else you got for us before we wrap up? It'll be a ton of fun. The only pick that I, I think Blaze has too is Brentford is a Brentford is a multi-unit play on yes, Saturday morning. It We're is putting a lot of units on it strictly because me and Blaze have been following this for well over a year now it's like we're going on a year and a half we got burned last year i'm putting a big unit play on brentford early and it's going to say a lot about how much and what i bet on the rest of the weekend yep no i think that's right i think the promo code definitely will be uh buzzing um at skellig if brentford wins which we hope they do but i'm gonna go brentford to uh swan zero in regulation yeah, in regulation. No, yeah, I, I'm going to take them uh, to win in regulation. I don't want this overtime, injury time, extra time, stressing out, penalty case, BS. Oh, just an interesting thing today. I'm sorry, and then we'll go run a little late. So UEFA Europa League played today, and they went into penalty kicks. And Manchester United's goalkeeper gave up 11 straight penalty kicks. He hasn't stopped a penalty kick since 2016. So basically there's 11 guys on a soccer field, and you can't, have the same guy kick again. You have to have the new guy go up. So Villarreal's goalie kicked the penalty kick and went in. So De Gea 
kicked his penalty kick and missed. So he basically couldn't stop a single penalty kick, and his penalty kick didn't go in. Is why basically Manchester United lost to UEFA Europa League. But, An interesting but, fact: but this guy means, makes like two hundred and twenty thousand euros a week. He sucks. Doesn't that mean that Villarreal's kicker gave up ten straight? Yeah, but at least their goalie made his penalty kick. Manchester United's didn't. All right, that's true. When it came to one on one, he was one and zero. Yeah, but no, I just thought that was. Um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting fact to close on. But I will close right now. South Bend, Indiana weather. Not as nice as Dallas, Texas on Saturday. High of 64 degrees. Low of 42 at night. It gets chilly. And the wind picks up. But fortunately, after Notre Dame football practice at 14 miles an hour after 5 p.m. <laughs> Hopefully uh, there's there's no students up on those forklifts or, or on any scaffolding because that can get pretty dangerous. Um well, boys, I will see you on Friday, Dave, Saturday morning. I will be driving you, not boys, um, again, for the record. So going uh, to be a fun weekend. Excited to have you guys. Listeners, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, again, check out our, our Instagram, Twitter handle, at the Southside Guys. What Serious uh, question. Free picks. Serious question. What gives me more chills? Uh, Brentford winning 2 to nothing. us having El Chapo shots, being at Katie Shell Ice House, or your passenger door opening when I pull the handle? I think I think depends how many beers you had on the airline over. Oh my sounds god, like I hung over from the night before. I'm not going hey, to so, on Friday either. Tudor sounds McGavin like a four, on the tea box, Tudor McGavin in your hearts. Sounds like a 14 parlay. That's Dave. not funny. Kind of like that. All right, bye everyone. We will talk to you this weekend and next week. Good episode. We're on episode 26 next week. I'm opening Please. up the scoring every week now. No, you're not. You're uh-huh. on. Once every 25 episodes. No, come on. Yeah, done. Thanks, listeners. Catch you next week. Ja, no. No. Come on.